Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack, and Merry Christmas! My name is Donnie Reese. Equipment. Joined tonight by my co-host companion, Miss Caroline, as we break down our favorite games on Nintendo Switch this year, 2019, as we wish you all, again, a Merry Christmas. We hope you guys are enjoying all of the amazing presents and food and family and all the things that you're doing while Caroline flies across the world and I retreat into the mountains and hide away. Burr. Burr. Hopefully it's, I think it's, it's supposed to like snow. I mean, it was like a potential for. I don't like snow. Oh, I love snow. I love snow. I don't get enough of it here. We'll see if it'd be one, it'd be one thing if we lived like in a place where it was nice and powdery, but mm-hmm. in Georgia, it's really hard it's and crunchy, crunchy and it melts and gets all icy. Yes. You get hit oh. with a Georgia snowball and like cut your face over. Yeah. <laughs> like and it, and it, it like gets dirty and there's just a bunch of pine straw in it. It's just nasty. Yeah, that's true. That is true. This episode is going to be a little different. No haiku, none of that. We are going to break down our favorite games favorite. of 2019. Our favorite games. This doesn't mean they're best games, right? right? It's just our favorite games, the ones that we like the most. So if your game is included, don't feel bad. These are just our favorites. And then we've got a lot of questions we're going to answer. Um, talk about Christmas, talk about 2020, a lot of other things. We hope you guys enjoy the show. Let's go ahead and kick it off. We're going to go from 10 to 10. 1, back and forth. So Caroline... Give me your number 10 favorite game of 2019. Number 10, controversial, My Time at Porsche. Ooh. I'm surprised this even made my list, but I was looking at everything that I'd played this year on the Switch, and it was actually something that I enjoyed for a time. I played it for a few weeks. Yeah. I had a glitch that happened, so I had to start over, and I haven't gotten as far as I did before, but I will eventually go back to playing this game. When I have the desire and the edge Once it I kind of fades it. from memory and when you replayed it, it doesn't feel so chorful. Sure. Yeah. But it was a really nice crafting, building, town relationship simulator. You were really, I remember you were really into this one for about yeah. a month. You kept talking about and it up. You know what made me angry is that I never picked up on this on Kickstarter when it was a Kickstarter thing. Because Kickstarter had it before everybody else did. Uh, but I saved my excitement didn't get the steam version waited for the switch version waited for the physical switch version which was like a month later and i really do enjoy the game it's got its fair share of bugs but uh i have to say that it's a team 17 produced game and i am very happy with the way that it came out it's it was a nice um kind of just like a a good bridge in between my harvest moon gap stardew gap that i needed cool my number 10 game, Overwatch. Ooh. I played this game for about 30 hours. And I think Jack logged in maybe about another 15. So okay. we played this game more than I expected to. I'm going to say the same thing I've said all year. I still wouldn't dare call myself an Overwatch fan. Not okay. Kyle, not Coach Mo, right, not right. the folks that, that the esports and they watch the teams That's and they know the players. Play. I'm not going down that path. Sure. But what I the reason that I bought it is because I wanted a uh, a good competent right. shooter. That's sure. why I was interested in it. We don't have a lot of them on Switch at all, really. And uh, obviously, I know how important this game is to the generation. Really, this entire generation. This is one of the standouts last yeah, ten this was years. Blizzard, Blizzard's yeah. decade. 
game, you know. Overwatch is so huge, and I got into it, and I had a lot of fun on the special event. I've had a lot of fun just blasting into a match. I've had a lot of fun going through the training mode, and I've played it a lot more than I expected to. I also wanted to give it a little love on this show because while I know my opinion disagrees with what a lot of um, maybe more professional reviewers have said about it, I think this is one of the better ports I've seen on Switch, especially when it comes to AAA games. This mm. game, when I've played it in handheld and docked, it looks and performs so much better than Doom, than Wolfenstein, than any of these other ports have tried to get there. And I, I find it interesting because we praise the Wolfenstein port so much and how great it is. And I understand why. And like the same thing for The Witcher. The Witcher port gets so much praise for what they've done. But at the same time, it's like you can see it's like, yeah, it's impressive what they did, but it's still not as good. Whereas I'm, I'm playing and watch, playing the Overwatch. I have zero problems. Like I, I know Digital Foundry talked about like how there's some shading effects that are gone and like some foliage, some plants. When I'm playing the yeah. game, I'm not looking at the plants. Like that's not a focus when you're playing Overwatch. You know, no. it's not, you don't take in the scenery. You're there to shoot people. So the sure. explosions are good. The, the game feels like it, it runs smoothly. The speed is there. It feels chaotic. I see people throwing down mines and then blast themselves in the air and then shooting people as they jump over a yeah. bridge. It's chaotic. It's crazy. It's fun. <laughs> and I'm really happy that Switch has a game like that because it's just proof that games like that can happen. And hopefully more ports like that happen. So I was really impressed with the port. I was really impressed with how much I played it. These are typically not games for me. Wasn't it $40? It wasn't a full 60, right? I think I paid 40 for it. I think it came out of the budget. And even at that release, I felt really happy with my purchase. Like I was really, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I like this game. Good game. Yeah. Number 10. Okay. Number nine. My number nine, even though I haven't played it yet myself, I've seen a lot of stuff and I own the game. Ooh, you're putting a, you're putting one down that you haven't played yet. I haven't played it, but I own it. I bought it physically from Limited Run Games. River City Girls. Mm. Uh, this is like a gorgeous display of wonderful pixels, great music, good beat 'em up. Like it's just it's just good, wholesome. Okay, maybe not so wholesome. There's kind of some seedy things in there with the girls, but. Uh, it's, it's just a good game. I, I just feel like it's a really good indie game. It's done by Way Forward, who does Shantae. So these guys, it's actually a sequel to River City Ransom, and they did a really good job with it. A lot of people seem to really like this game, and I can't wait to play it myself. I, I haven't opened it, but I've watched pretty much like the full game. game As somebody who has played it, I concur. It's great. Now, yeah. I have a list that I have that I was going to read when we're done of mm -hmm. honorable mentions slash games that either didn't play or didn't play on switch uh -huh. so if i didn't play this game on switch it's not on the list okay that's why river city girls doesn't make mine because i have it on xbox i played 10 games but there's some games that i didn't like so yeah i didn't want to put mm -hmm. I, I feel like this game definitely surpasses the ones that i've that had played and didn't enjoy sure number nine sayonara wild hearts i'm in love with this game one it's short short and sweet we don't get enough of these games anymore. Like it's so enjoyable to sit down and we don't get enough of these experiences where you can sit down and play a game and, and mm -hmm. have a full experience. Close yep. the loop. It doesn't necessarily, I'm not necessarily talking about the time of game, 
Like it could be five hours, it could be two hours, but just the ability to sit down and play an experience and get a full story in a day or two days or a weekend. Sure. We've lost that like since, you know, maybe two generations ago. Now it's all about 50, 60, 400,000 hour games. I sat down and went through a soundtrack of awesome electronic disco techno beats and all this amazing animation that I was blowing my mind was running on Switch. It looks so beautiful, mixes all kinds of rhythm games with shooter elements, with platforming elements. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it Even when you, you mess up, you get off the beat, you die or something, snaps you right back into the game. You beat this entire game in less than two hours, have a great experience for, you know, a cheap buy. It looks so beautiful. Like a lot of this is just the visuals. The visual kaleidoscope of colors and shapes and things that are, you know, it's yeah. seizure-inducing. It's going to just hit you. It's overwhelming with how awesome the spectacle that happens on screen. It captured the attention of my entire house. I wouldn't call it a seizure-inducing thing. That's not exactly a good thing, but I would say eyegasmic. Yeah, it's eyegasmic is a better word. It is so good. Like, at literally everybody that watched me play it stopped and wanted to play it. Mm-hmm. That's how good it looks, and that's how, like, when you're seeing it with the music and everything, I just, man, I really, really loved it. Great game. Number nine. Cool. Number eight. It is very low on my list, guys. Pokemon Sword and Shield. So Did it, it make my about- list? It didn't. It's not on here it. at all. Wow. Uh, it was surrounded by controversy. The entire you know? year. Yep. But that's not why I had issues with it. I had issues with it because... I think it just came at a really weird point in my gaming life right now (laughs) that it just, it was annoying more than anything. It had a very vanilla story. The characters got on my nerves. The game just seemed like a chore as opposed to being fun. Uh, I think we got such a new different flavor of Pokemon with the last generation and going back to the mainstream Pokemon game with a wild area thrown in just wasn't enough to cut it for me. So it's, it's at number eight only because I, you know, I did play other games, but uh, I will eventually go back and play it and get all the Pokemon that I need for my home. It's just not happening anytime soon. I want to clear. I want to provide some clarity for the record. I traded in my copy of Pokemon we still mm. have Jack's copy of Pokemon, and before I traded my copy of Pokemon, I moved all of my Pokemon to Jack's copy. Right, there's just no that. need for I beat the game, so there's no need for us to have two copies. I <laughs> like Pokemon Sword and Shield. My expectations were higher. I wanted Pokemon Sword and Shield to be everything that it is plus Sun mm-hmm. and Moon. Okay. And maybe those expectations were just too high for me. But I remember when they first showed it to us was at E3. You remember I was like, "It's Breath of the Wild Pokemon." Like I was expecting this grand experience and um in a lot of ways they delivered gameplay love the wild area love the the new systems love the streamlined but the story and the characters the reason that i play pokemon personally i don't play pokemon to catch them all the Mm -hmm. reason that i play pokemon for the story and the journey and all that was one of the most lackluster pokemons that i've ever played i mean it is at the bottom of the list i would rather play pokemon let's go um but but I loved playing Pokemon Sword and Shield, the playing part of it, just the battling, the wild area, the Dynamaxing, the battles. Sure, that's All just of a that tip. is super fun. I had fun with it. Yeah. But to say it was, I to say I enjoyed it more than the other games on this list would be a lie. So that okay. it didn't make my list. It's not on here. 
Wow. Yep. Number eight is The Tourist, which I've talked about this month, so I won't go on and on. But the mystique, the, mis- the mystery, the uh, the way that this little adventure game wraps up and synchronizes together and coupled with its gorgeous visuals. And uh, it's just good old school mm-hmm. platforming adventure type game. Just really, Definitely really love it. To get list. Oh, I, I posted an article today from Digital Foundry where yeah. uh, they did a whole breakdown on the tech and everything that Shinin did with this game, and they called it one of Switch's best games. Like, so I think they're with that. me. They are like, we we really love this game, and I'm like, see, mm-hmm. some other folks are starting to get it. I, I'm afraid yeah. that people might get it and not stick with it long enough to see it. Like, I, I, I do think it's obtuse. I think the puzzles don't make any sense. At times, you won't know what you're doing. And I'm not telling you that you've got to play at a certain time for it to get good. I'm just telling you if you keep playing it, um, it all starts to make sense. And it just it's really, really cool, like the little world that they built. So I really liked it. Sure. So that was my number eight game. Number seven, Yoshi's Crafted World. Hmm. Also didn't make my list. Really? All right. So it seems like forever since this game came out. It mm-hmm. actually came out in one of this year. And I totally forgot about it until I was going back through my list of what I bought this year. Uh, it's just a good game. It's just a good Yoshi whole fun colorful good puzzles uh very charming and i need one of those games every so often just to make me feel good i think you're absolutely right i wouldn't say anything bad about it i i I think it's probably the best yoshi game that they that they've ever made um i just think it's just very kind of kirby-ish to me there's just like a lot of it yoshi and kirby i think just go hand in hand sure it's kind of it's just a -a collect-a-thon and it doesn't seem a Kirby Yoshi mashup at some point. That you know would, how they did Paper Mario, Mario and Luigi? Just mash them up. That sounds awesome. I would totally do that. I'm way for a Kirby Yoshi mashup than uh, like Mario, Luigi, Paper Jam or whatever. Kirby and Yoshi's epic woolly yarn world. Mm, that'd be good. Seven is Ape Out. Mm-hmm. So if you ever played Hotline Miami and you liked it, and you should, and if you haven't, then you absolutely need to get the Hotline Miami collection on Switch and play because Hotline Miami is amazing. Ape out is Hotline Miami, Miami, except you play as a gorilla and it's got this awesome like Nora effects and it's set to a drum beat. Yep. And the first time I ever saw it, I was like, that drum is going to get annoying. All you hear is cymbals clashing. And then you play it and it's got like this little jazz thing that's going on, these crazy effects and this static e stuff that's happening. And it's awesome. And it's, you die a lot, but it's challenging. It has, it scratches that, it, it does, at least for me, it scratches that Donny itch where I die and I go, I can do better. And once you get me like that, I'll never put the game down because I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I never felt overwhelmed. I never felt like I couldn't do it, even though yeah. I do admit that apparently you can beat this game. I forget, but I remember I looked it up when I beat it. I think you could beat it in like two or five hours and it took me like 10. It took me for, I played this game way longer than you're supposed to. So it took me more than if you wanted to know how good I, or, or I should say, if you want to know how bad I am at video games, Apparently, I can't beat Ape out as fast as everybody else. Um, but oh, yeah. that doesn't change the fact that I felt accomplishment having beat Ape out. Ape out is one of the few games that when I beat it, I wanted to tell other people like, hey, I beat this I game. Did, did you beat this game? You didn't? Uh, I beat this game because it was awesome. So mm-hmm. number seven for me was Ape out. All right. Number six, Dragon Quest Eleven. Not on my list. Even though I've only played through the demo, I've purchased I've only it. Played, I haven't played through the full demo. Uh, I'm convinced this is going to be like a bomb.com RPG. JRPG. Everybody loves it, and it's probably going to be one of my top ten Switch titles once I've played it all the way through. Everybody that plays it says that. Yep. 
one of the best so, RPGs of the generation, everybody says. Yeah, I uh, I look forward to it. I, I've really enjoyed the demo from what I've played. And uh, once I get my hands on the rest of the game, I'll probably be hooked. Number six, Super Mario Maker 2. Bought the game, was really mm-hmm. excited, almost canceled it when they announced no multiplayer and, and no amiibo and all this. Right. That was a controversy. S- stuck with it. Got it. Best Mario Maker game. Like it's it is a it is it is objectively better than the first, even though my favorite parts of it had been stripped out. But then slowly but surely, they start unraveling that onion. Online multiplayer, online shearing, online tags, multiplayer tags, and lo and behold, here comes Link. You get the Master Sword. You get to do all this other stuff. And I've played Caroline. I've played this game for almost forty hours. Yeah. I've put Pokemon time into Super Mario Maker, and the mm-hmm. fact that I've played it that long, I had to put it on the list. It'd be disingenuous if I didn't. So my number six game is Super Mario Maker 2. Okie dokie. Numero five, Doraemon Story of Seasons. Mm. Would likely be higher on my list had I not taken a break to play Pokemon in order to do it. I would still probably be playing a bit, but it's got a wonderful, beautiful watercolor style uh, just great visuals got me learning in about Doraemon, the anime and the manga, just because it is a crossover game. And I just can't wait to play more of it. I, I think that is something along with Stardew Valley's update that I will probably go to this Christmas holiday while I'm off just to chill. I need some chill time. Number five, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Hmm. Not my favorite Fire Emblem game but a, a game that I still beat to completion. So it's right up there with my 3DS games. I, I sat down, I played and beat this game. I don't want to rag on it. I don't want to make it sound like it's a bad game. It's not. It's my number five game. I think it's fine. Really enjoyed it. I love the story. I love the characters. I think that's the best part about it. I love the incorporation of the persona elements with the university. I think that's a much needed upgrade. I wish visually it looked better. I was hoping for for more visual grandness from the game overall. But ultimately, I think my biggest issue with this game is the strategic gameplay of it. Now, obviously, I haven't played it on master mode and all the other things to do like as Brian has. But uh, just playing it on normal, route of the gate, the way it plays, uh, I felt like a lot of my battles were just keep all of your people together and just press the buttons to beat everybody else. I was hoping mm-hmm. for more. Especially, I think, having played uh, Wargroove even here recently, it's made me rethink this. Like, what's the battle where all three armies, you're like, you're in training and you do like the big battle? Yeah, there's like the Battle of Eagle and Lion. Yeah, yeah. And they've got the central area that you get to hold with the archery. I was wanting more of that type of stuff. More okay. like strategic elements inside the, the, the battles themselves, holding certain sure. things, maybe having... Um, um, certain strongholds or certain capture the flag elements or holding for a period of time, mix it up a little. I think ultimately after having beat the game 40 hours later, the battling part felt very samey. Okay. And uh, while I enjoyed the story that has nothing to like, ultimately the battle became, I was battling to continue the story. I see. That's where it came from. Whereas I, I wouldn't say like I was sitting there loving and enjoying the battling part of the game. It wasn't my favorite. Um, sure. I- you, you want kind of a mechanic per map. Yeah. Whereas- and so when I'm thinking like awakening and um, fates with the dragon veins and all the different stuff, I was like, where was all of that? Like, well, they kind of did that with this, with the beasts where you're supposed to, and Brian taught me how to properly do it. You're supposed to break the shields around all of these things, yep. 
reap the rewards, get the huge item drops, and then kill the thing. Uh, so they do have those on some maps, but like, yeah, like you said, it is just kind of a beat it to win. Yeah, if you if you just kind of keep your group together and keep everybody alive, you'll make your way through it. I I, I thought the challenge was good. Uh, I like that about it. That final battle, epic. That might be the most epic Fire Emblem battle I've ever had. It was really, really hard. It took me like two days to beat that battle. I struggle with that on normal. Like, it was tough. Um, so you, should I, try, you should try doing it nope, with less people. Don't want any part of that. Less people on the other side. <laughs> yeah, when you tell me that, I'm like, I don't want any part of that. Because that one, I almost didn't beat it. Like, I got real close to Hollow Knight frustrations where I was like, I'm done. Um, but I'm... Five minutes, and I was vastly overleveled. It was tough. That was a tough, tough battle. Like, they really make you earn it. Um yep. But uh, I, so I like that about it. And like I said, great game. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad game at all. Really great game. Solid foundation. Really enjoyed it. Just not my favorite game of the year. And okay. um, yeah, not, not my favorite Fire Emblem. What are we on? Number four? Yep. Number four, Astral Chain. Ooh. Astral Chain. All right. So the storyline for me was predictable. It was a good story, but it was very predictable and very... I think I've seen way too many did animes. That I did. I did. I just haven't played the epilogue. Okay. So I, I think the overarching story of the kids and dad, super predictable. But, right. But like no, the scientists I, and stuff I, below it, I was. I protected him being bad guy from like the beginning. Oh, sure. I mean, that's easy to do. But like with the with the clones and everything that happened, like I wasn't seeing any of that early on in the game. I've seen Ghost in the Shell and I've seen. Okay. A lot yeah. Of you're right. You're right. It is very anime. Super Godzilla very, monster and everything. That stuff was new for me. So I was. It almost seemed very Xeno to me in some some aspects. But yeah, anyway, uh, very predictable. But that doesn't mean that I didn't have a good time playing the game. There were great customizations that you could do for your character, for your, uh, like the color customizations for your, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even remember what they're called anymore. Uh, arm slaves? Is that what they're called? Arm slaves. What are they called? <laughs> I'm trying to remember it. I have it like on the tip of my tongue. Legions. Legions. But okay, you said okay. arm slaves and it completely threw me off for loop. I was like, arm slaves? But wow. Arm slaves is from something and I can't remember what it is. I have no idea. All right. Anyway. The roots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Family friendly podcast. Uh, but just, uh, you know, Platinum makes these great beat em up games. This was a good, nice beat em up. There was even an easier mode to like, it just, it wasn't difficult to me at all. But there is an automatic thing where you're literally just spamming one button over and over again if you want to. Just like the achievements. I like having achievements in my game. So doing the achievements was really fun. I like getting toilet paper from different areas and finding the toilets. And then saving cats is like ultimate caro game. Having a cat sanctuary is the caro game. Like that, that, that must be a Carol game if there's Cat Sanctuary. Good game. Just a, just a really good game. And I think like that just makes me even more excited for Bayonetta 3 because Platinum's, Platinum's doing it right. It's on my list and I'll save my comments for, for when I get there. Okay. Number four for me, No More Heroes, Travis Strikes Again. Also, like Yoshi, feels like forever ago. Feels like last year, really, but it was yeah. this year this game came out. And um, it took me a minute to figure out where I wanted to put it on this list mm -hmm. because I had to actually go into my Switch. Caroline, I have 78 saved screenshots and videos from me playing this game. 
that I that I didn't share a whole lot of because I didn't want to spoil things for other folks. Like I was actually I aware. Like, if I find something really funny, I'll save it just as an inside joke and be like, how that was really funny, but I'm not going to bother people with a million fire and loam screen. But I want to, I I want (laughs) to, I want to post them all because uh, honestly, I think a great barometer for how much I enjoy a game is how many screenshots I take of it. If I'm taking a lot of screenshots of a game, then you can guarantee that I'm really having a blast. And I loved (laughs) this game. I think it's the perfect introduction for folks getting used to No More Heroes and Suda, I think it's going to be hard. If you have no idea what's going on, you're going to feel completely lost. So as I said when I reviewed it on Nintendo Jack, pull out a phone, go pull up a fandom wiki, and when you see new characters and stuff, type it in and go, who's Gene? Suda51. Who's Damon? Suda51. Start typing that. Who's Shinobu? No More Heroes. But you'll learn who they are and how they connect to each other. And like this entire game ultimately is a love letter to Suda 51. Not even Travis Touchdown or No More Heroes. It's got stuff from all games. Killer 7, Shadows of the Damned. It's all in here. It's all there. So it's like this entire, it's basically Suda 51, the game universe wrapped up into one. And like the Shadows of the Damned part, you literally play basically like his vision for a sequel of the game in the game there's a whole chapter where it's like it's just a different game that's the stuff that drives me off the wall when it gets super crazy and weird um yeah exactly fever dream and he had all these like little mini game mechanics which i'm excited to see what he does on a grander scale and then ultimately when you beat the game that last teaser where we got the basically confirmation that No More Heroes 3 was coming before these trailers at the Game Awards and E3 and all that. Back then, nobody knew. Yeah. So when I beat the game that first weekend, I felt like I was in on something. I was like, oh my god, it's here. I love this game. I played so much of it. I, I realized I, I, if this was a ranking of the best games of the year, wouldn't be up here. But it's a ranking of my favorite games of the year, and this is yeah. absolutely one of my favorite games of the year. I enjoyed it so much about it. You can get it now for like $10, $15. If you have any interest in No More Heroes 3 at all, you owe it to yourself to give it a try. The hack and slash part of it is the easiest a No yeah. More Heroes game has ever been. So it's super entry level for uh, to get people caught up to the characters and stuff like that. So for that much, I loved it. Number four. Cool. Numero tres. Link's Awakening remake. Carol. Is it number three for you too? It's not on my list. It's not on your list? Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. I'm gonna have to come over there and strangle you. All right. <laughs> great. It's a great remake. As somebody who's played the original on the Game Boy Color, just seeing you know, I it first happened when the when Pokemon Red and Leaf Green came out for the Game Boy Advance. And I saw a new side to red and blue and it kind of blew my mind. It did it again with Let's Go and it's done it again with this game. It's just kind of crazy to see a little bitty pixel in a super tiny screen turn into something like this. Um, The style is gorgeous. It's beautiful. The music is amazing. Like the soundtrack. I want to buy the soundtrack just because the... The tinkling piano in Mabe Village, just perfect. Like it just it's like everything's a little toy box. It's perfect. <sighs> Obviously, I'm a Zelda fan, so I'm a little bit biased. But um, yeah, it's I love your favorites. Yeah, That's, it's yeah. all supposed to be about your bias. The only one thing that I wish were better 
was the dungeon finder was re- or the dungeon creator was a really annoying aspect, especially in the fact that you had to do that in order to get heart pieces yeah. and stuff. If you are collectible. Yep, for one hundred percenting, it sucked. Uh, also, I wish that we got the amazing Game Boy Steel Book that Europe got because mm. that thing is sick, and it's not fair that it didn't come to America. I'll hold my thoughts until after this. Oh. Number three, Katana Zero, one of my favorite indie games I've ever played. I mm. never thought the moment this, I think we said it, didn't we live stream when Katana Zero was showcased? Wasn't it like the, one of those indies? I think we were live when it happened. I, and I, was, I think we both were like, hashtag Jason game. I saw it and I was like, oh, oh yeah, it's going to be super that. hard and indie that. platformer and it's Jason game and I'm going to play it. And then it came out and everybody was playing it and I still waited. And like two months after everybody had played it and forgot all about it, I finally decided to play it. I played it for two nights and I was like, I freaking love this game. This game's amazing um, for all of the different reasons than I ever expected. Is it hard? I wouldn't say it's hard. It's challenging. Like Ape Out, you might die a lot, but it's mm-hmm. fast to keep keep going, right? Like you realize yeah. where you mess up and you keep going. It's almost puzzly in its aspects. It's like figuring out how to do everything in order. But it's it's if you remember when I when I was telling you about when I beat it, it honestly almost like acutely trains you how to play sure. because if you screw up you'll just keep screwing up until you do it better so yep. i do it again do it again do it again and i get through the next section do it again do it again get to the next section and it got to the point where i felt i could see myself not even feel i could see myself getting better at the game yeah first I, I died first 20 times all of a sudden now i'm flying through that entire section in second just kill him throw the bottle blow this up go i'm like i'm chaining all this well, stuff together good it's making me good. Mm-hmm. But the entire part, the reason why I love this game, I think is for a reason some people don't like this game, is the storytelling. It's like a suit game. It's completely wacky and weird. And he's got different concepts. It's like this whole mental thing. Is he going crazy? Is he sane? Is everybody else crazy? The way it tells story in this beautiful little pixely thing, I fell in love with. I thought this was fantastic. Like, this is why indie games are great. This is yeah. why we love indie games because somebody can make a game like this. EA would never greenlight a project like Katana Zero. And it's yeah. it's great that we have a marketplace that can support a game like this. And I, for one, am really happy that I finally played it. And that's why it's number three on my list this year. Probably, or not probably, definitely is. If I had to pick my indie game of the year, it's Katana Zero. Katana Zero. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <gasps> number two. Luigi's Mansion 3. This is a freaking amazing game. It's the best Luigi's Mansion we've had to date. The graphics are gorgeous. The mechanics are great. You know, I originally was like, I don't like the idea of slamming ghosts around to, you know, in lieu of rolling the stick around and ruining the thumbprints and fingerprints on your fingers, you know. But it just got to be to the point that I got good at it. And it was not too easy by any means there were different mechanics for different ghosts and sometimes they gave you a lot of ghosts that were it wasn't feasible for you to even suck up one of them and do that so in some ways it was good for crowd control but in other ways you had to be strategic about how you did it um just really good puzzles i was always thinking and you know especially if i, I was 100 percenting, there were some things that i had to look up because they were very difficult and i like to pride myself on figuring things out but there were some things that I did have to go back and look on a uh, on a guide or something. They got very clever with it. They they kind of went the extra mile. It was not mm-hmm. normal 
Nintendo Mario Kingdom type puzzles. Yeah, and like I said, like that movie level will still be so probably good. one of the best designs in a level in video games, period. It's really Just good. the way that everything fit together. All the Easter I'm, eggs, everything that was in there. It's really, really good. Yep. Okay, my number two is Astral Chain. Okay. Um, the, the day I played it, I was sure it was going to be my favorite game of the year. Uh, I, in a lot of ways, I think on a gameplay level, I think it is the best. Um, if I could vote for like action adventure game, this would be my vote. It might be the best platinum game I've ever played, in my opinion. I love it. Uh, I'm not, I mean, it's not to necessarily say it's better than Bandit. I just think it does. Sure. It's just like a, an, uh, a combination of everything that platinum does well, but it's well executed. Um, I, I think Kevin is on point. I always reference him for this when we talk platinum. Kevin's on point when he, he usually says platinum has a hit and miss record. And I think he's spot on with that. Some games hit and some games don't. And it depends. Like they go back and forth. It was an absolute hit. I thought the story was fantastic. Visually, I think it's, I, I, I stand by it. I think it's the best looking Switch game I've ever played. Yeah, it's really gorgeous. It's really, really gorgeous. Like those motorcycle levels with the wet game and the Mm -hmm. neon lights swinging by you and all this stuff. Like the the, the combinations that you can pull off with the Legion if you take the time to try it. That's the thing. I I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a button masher. I'm just throwing the Legion out there, letting them fight for me. Like you're missing, you're missing the point. If you Mm -hmm. find out the combinations and you start using the chain to your advantage and you start pulling off, you feel yeah. an expert level, like a fighting game level right. of, of aptitude they, where you're like, I yeah. own this game. And they teach it to you too. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to dominate this thing. And it's so much fun yeah. to hack and slash and beat the snot out of fools. That's the yeah. thing that makes Bayonetta great. And it has that and, and then some. I, I do think it's very funny. I don't know why this is because I am not a sci-fi person. My two like favorite games this year control and astral chain they both have to do with the astral plane mm-hmm. i have no idea why this is a thing but they're they're, they're fantastic in both of them it's um, very like on the road to cyberpunk too i know, traded in astral right chain here. after i beat it this will be a game that i reacquire at a cheaper price and probably will replay down the line because it was really really great the looks the whole espionage back and forth it kind of has almost like near vibes like with the whole like you're a part of the federation and then you go you go rogue but then you kill the person but then you've got to become the hero and i just loved it it was just very grand the giant monster you're blowing up entire cities just what a great ride to go on just awesome action game so astral chain is number two for me okay number one you should probably already guess Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm still doing routes. Brian's still doing routes. Brian plays it more than I you do. You guys are crushing this game. We, oh, I think combined, he and I have like 300 hours into this game. It's something inc- wow. insane. And and he's getting like cutscenes and support conversations with people that I haven't gotten yet. So he's like, hey, babe, we haven't seen this one yet. So like we, we sit down and watch them together and... The meme culture that has come out of this, like Joe Zija has pioneered a lot of it, but it is so freaking good. And I'm just happy about that because you saw the results of that in the Game Awards where it got the People's Voice Award. Uh, People are starting to talk about this game and like maybe five years ago, people had no idea what Fire Emblem was aside from... It's a bunch of these guys that are in Smash Bros. It Brothers. was die. Yeah. What was that? And it was like super diehard niche Nintendo fans. Yep, exactly. I remember when uh, I bought Fire Emblem on Wii. Mm-hmm. People were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you know. 
I got mine over here. It's I I still I think it's the best in the series just because it has those strategic elements in it that are old school, but it also has that nice new socialization aspect that I am head over heels for. Um yeah, I'm still playing it and I'm a big fan girl and Brian's a fanboy and I have Pinterest boards and it is surpassed like my highest biggest most posted to Pinterest board by it's not even close. I've got like thousands of posts of fan art on this thing. It's just it's just a fandom thing for me. At I, would, this point. I do want to ask you this because I think I have a good barometer in how you feel. So tell me your top three Switch games. Like what are the orders? Because I think it's Breath of the Wild, it's Xenoblade Chronicles two, and it's Fire Emblem Three Houses. How do they rank? Switch, Switch Xenoblade. Uh, so Xenoblade is number one. Breath of the Wild is number two, and Fire Emblem Three Houses is number. So three. I was wondering if Fire Emblem had cracked into either one of those yet. It's definitely number three. Okay. Wow. That is high praise. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I'm glad so you played. You know, I'm like RPG, RPG, RPG. Sure. No, I get it. Yeah. Because um, I, I was going to say, what I was going to say is I'm glad that you played like a top three favorite game on the system this year. Because I didn't. Yeah. And we're about to get into that in here in a minute. But like, you know, my number one game of the year is Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah. For all the things you just said, the I won't regurgitate everything you said, but here's here's what I will add to that commentary. I think from almost start to finish, I played Luigi's Mansion 3 with like a huge smile on my face. Oh yeah, for it sure. It is so funny and so charming. I've said it before, I've said it already on our review cast. I think it might be my favorite, or I might even dare, I might argue, folks, I think it might be the best co-op game I've ever played. Um, nice. I think the puzzles and everything is built, it's built to be a co like it feels built to play oh, with, sure. with someone else. It's built to play with a friend. You can play by yourself, but it's built to play with a friend and like the boss design and the mechanics and the story and all the levels and all the charm that's baked into it. I mean, it is, it is, it, it has every bit of that Nintendo Disney like magic that people love. Yep. It's got all of it. It's got every bit of that Odyssey had and then some. Like, it goes above and beyond, and I never expected it. I have played the other Luigi's Mansions. I have beaten one of the other Luigi's Mansions. I knew what it was. I thought I knew what it was. I thought I knew what this was. Completely wrong. Completely wrong. I, this is an amazing, amazing game. Um, Luigi's Mansion 3 top 10 Switch game. Like, goes way, way up the list for me. Not not up there with you with Fire Emblem. It's not that. It's not S tier. Yeah. But it's a tier game, fantastic yeah. game. I loved it. I agree. I really, really loved it. All right, so let's talk about our overall feelings on the year for Nintendo Switch, and this is where I will bring up. Um, you know what? I'm sorry. I wanted to bring this up. So I had I had this list of honorable mentions and didn't plays. So some honorable mentions that I did play. I may have even played them on Switch, but I wouldn't include them because I've either already played them somewhere else. Ukulele and the Impossible Layer, mm-hmm. probably a top five Xbox game of the year for me. Okay. It is actually fantastic. It is a great 2D platformer. Yep. So I'm if you love those types of game, it's better than like Mario Bros. U. It is. It's great. It's it's a really wow. great game. Okay. Um, so it's really really good. I'm still playing on Xbox. I played it last weekend. So, mm-hmm. but I played on X. Excuse me. I played on Xbox. Why so didn't put it on here? Ori in the Blind Forest. I yeah. beat it on Switch. Finally beat the game. Nice. I love the game. It's one of my favorite soundtracks ever. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It moves fantastic. I think the Switch version 
feels, I mean, it's been a few years since I played it on Xbox and I haven't played the definitive version of Xbox, but I feel like the Switch version just plays better for whatever reason. It's probably just recency, but I don't know. Like it just felt better even. And then like Hellblade, Sinuous Sacrifice, one of my favorite games from the year before. Yep. Like all these games came to Switch this year. There were ports. It looks so good. It looks so good. Um, all these games came to Switch this year. And if you haven't played them, you should. And they would be on my list. Like Ori would be up my list if I hadn't already played it. If I didn't associate it with an Xbox game. Um, I didn't play Dragon Quest XI. I didn't play Build- or Dragon Quest Builders 2. I didn't play Divinity Original Sin. Um, Box Boy and Box Girl was like the one that missed the cut. And Crash Team Racing, I would have put on my list. It's on my Xbox list. Right. Because I played it on Xbox. So I didn't yep. put it on Switch. Do you have any honorable mentions or didn't plays? Um, well, I have didn't plays. Obviously, I still want to play Mario Maker 2, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. Dragon Quest Builders 2 is also on my list to get. Um, the Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, I plan on getting too. Like, the fact that they have the 2D... 8-bit, 8-bit stuff style cool. is really cool, and it's a nice way to freshen up the game. Uh, did you no get Kuma. Sonic Racing? I did not. I picked it up this week. It's no. 20 bucks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's on my list to get. Um, but Nino Kuni, I know it's a Ooh. remake, but it is on Switch now, and that's also on my list to get. Um, there's just a lot of games. I also didn't play out. The Witcher, and I, that was a huge title for mm-hmm. Switch this year. And I know yep. that'll be on other people's lists, but I didn't play it. I didn't play Ring Fit Adventure. I hadn't played that yet. Shame. Yeah. Another couple of uh, Moonlighter. That was the one where you, mm-hmm. are, you go into the dungeons at night. You cash out in the daytime. That's another one that I have on my list to get, but apparently it was a really, really good game. Uh, I think there's another one that's coming out soon that I, I'm not going to mention because it's not on there. But yeah, you know, just there's a lot of games that I still haven't gotten, haven't played that have come out and... People love them, and I'll get there eventually. So that's a great segue into what is your overall feelings for Nintendo Switch 2019? Like, now that we've talked about our favorite games and the games we didn't play, like, how do you feel about the year? Hmm. Um, obviously, I still think, when I go back and think about 2017, 2018, 2019, as Switch as a whole so far, I want to say that 2017, just the launch and all of the games we got that year, is really difficult to beat. I know last year we said 2018, everybody was like, Switch don't have games. And we were like, yeah, they do. Because everything that came out this past year. I think 2019 probably surpasses 2018 insofar as I had more that I was playing this year and I got more out of it. So I, I played Xenoblade and Torna pretty much exclusively last year. Like that was my niche last year. But this year, I dabbled in a lot of games. Fire Emblem Three Houses was obviously, like, my game of the year. Um, One of your favorite games in the generation. So, I mean, it's up there. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, and I mean, I mean, I think that has a big reason that it's, I'm, I'm, if I had to rank the years in order of Switch being out, 2017, 2019, and then 2018. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think I think the best thing I can say about 2019 is I just rattled off a dozen games I haven't played yet. Yeah. While, oh. it, while I mean, it doesn't have Breath of the Wild, and there's nothing that I can do to, like, you know, Breath of the Wild's game of the generation, game of the decade almost, maybe for me. There's nothing I can do to, like, replace that gap from 2017. I love that game yeah. so much. But at the same time, like, 2018 had games. A lot of them were ports. They were indie games. They were ports from other things. We had Smash. You know, but um, 
Yeah, nothing like like Luigi. Like there are games that, like I said, the games that did make my list. Zelda didn't make my list. Pokemon didn't make my list. These were, these I played it for twenty hours. Played it for forty hours. These are games that I've played, and I've twenty other games that I haven't played. Right. So the quantity of games that I played this year completely overwhelmed when I played last year. So I really enjoyed this year. Um, I do think it's interesting. I don't know if I call them a disappointment. But I think it's really, really interesting that if you had asked me this question a year ago, I was so excited for Pokemon and Zelda. I was kept telling everybody, like, man, we get a brand new Zelda game and a brand new Pokemon game. It's going to be amazing. They just didn't hit it for me. Um, I'm glad that I played Link's Awakening. I think the biggest difference between me and you is I don't have the nostalgic comparison to the old. Right. I think that's the reason that I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Biggest disappointment for me was Pokemon pretty much that and the fact that Animal Crossing got pushed to March 2020, but That's a good one. I have so many things to play right now. It's not like I would just my backlog would be even more if Animal Crossing were out right now. There's got to be something, you know, I, I should have prepped prep better. Maybe I should pull my switch out. There's got to be something that I played that I hated because um, I don't want to call Pokemon my biggest disappointment because, again, I played it for 40 hours and beat it or well, 40, maybe 30. I, think. I just have such high expectations. That's for it. The- I wanted it to be so much more and it just wasn't that. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that I think it's bad. I just think it's okay. Right. Whereas these other games I think are great. Yep. You know, yeah, so I don't think it's my biggest disappointment for sure. I wouldn't go that far. There's definitely some things that didn't play well, didn't run well, didn't, you know, didn't execute well. So, yeah. All right. We've got a question from Jared. This is a good question. I like this question. I like when folks give us like tasks. All right. <laughs> he gives us a list of five supposed Nintendo Switch announcements for next year. Breath of the Wild 2 release date 2020. Mm. Next 3D or 2D Mario announced. Switch Pro announced. Splatoon 3 announced. Bayonetta 3 release date 2020. He asks us to rate them in two lists. So let's start with this. Let's start with actual okay. possibility. One to five. What do you think is more most probable out of this list? All right. One to five. For sure, we're getting Bayonetta 3 release date. I agree. We're both number one on that one. Yes. Uh, Next, I would probably say the next 3D or 2D Mario would be announced. That's my prediction, so I'll I'll, I'll let you have it, and I'll say that's my number two as well, because I think next year we're getting a new Mario game. Okay, yeah. I mean, I I just, I think, obviously, it's time. Either that or it's going to be a port of 3D World. Yes, uh, that we 100% agree on. I, I think it's another. I think it's a new. I think it's a new game, but it could be a 3D world. It could be both. Number three, I think actual possibility would be Splatoon three announced. I agree. Yeah, yep. they're going to get back to Splatoon pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, Switch Pro announced. I agree. Number five, Breath, Breath of the Wild, Wild. two being. It's, I think it's 2021, but I think that Pro and tw- and Breath of the Wild 2 are kind of a simultaneous release. I agree. Together for 2021. Yep. I've been a record of this since they said it. So, yep. yeah, I can't I can't back off of that now. I've been, I think a lot of people are like, Donnie, you're being too soon on it. I think I'm being spot on with it, but it would put us about, so this time, this time next year. So we're about maybe 18 this months. This time next year, I think we would know. So that's that's it. So like We might not have a full date, but they would give us like an approximation of quarter. Yeah. yeah. So like when they showed it to us at E3, my hypothesis then was that at next E3, which would be this upcoming E3, they will show the game more. They will we'll date it 
for the spring of the following year. So that puts us about 18 months from now until this game comes out. And what I think they're going to do, what my whole big, well, you know what? We got 2020. I'll go ahead and say it now. My whole idea for what they're doing is I think next year's Mario. I think we get a new Mario and maybe a port of a Mario, but I think it's Mario, maybe a yep. port of a Zelda. Like they've got ports that they can go at any moment. We've already, we're already getting Animal Crossing. So, so they, they've Animal already Crossing. HD'd galaxies. So those exist. They mm. could HD a Sunshine and they could do an Odyssey 2. I think Odyssey 2 makes a lot of sense. They had a great engine, they had a great gimmick. Sure. They've worked on it, like just blow it up a bit more and do a little bit crazy, just like they Galaxy 2. Galaxy, though. Yeah. So I think next year um, a new Mario makes sense. And then what I think they do is their big unveiling at E3, like their big thing is Breath of the Wild 2, March, May yeah. 2021. And yep. that gives them some time as next gen launches. So as Xbox and PlayStation keep sending out their new things, they keep marketing. Yeah, but we've got Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, but we've got that's their that's their response is we have Breath yep. of the Wild too. And that's the best response they have. Yep. After that game comes out, I don't know what they do. <laughs> you better get Metroid coming soon because after you yeah. burn Breath of the Wild 2, you need cart smack like you go back to the to the mainstays. Yeah. They did a big good Pokemon Everybody game. To, yeah. Yeah. Better lineup. Yep. Re- re- I, I think that Metroid Prime has got to be Holiday 2021 or bust. If they don't, it's going to be a big... People are going to be really upset. Or it could delay into the spring after that. But yeah, you're right. I think you're right. And I think the pro coming into that makes a lot of sense, too. I'm right there with you. I think at E3, they announced the pro. It's going to launch with Breath of the Wild 2. Here's all the cool things it does. Look how great Breath of the Wild 2 is versus Breath of the Wild 1. They're going to try to reinvigorate not new people to buy Switches. They're going to try to reinvigorate people that have already bought Switches to buy another one. Yep. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> and it'll work for me. And it'll work for all of us. Like, the 3DS has proved that it'll work. I'm actually surprised at how much we're in sync with this list. Yeah. He also asked us to give excitement, excitement level. level. Mm, all right. Breath of the Wild 2, I'm definitely most excited about. Correct. Probably my next one would be Bayonetta 3. Ooh. We differ. Mm. Okay. Mine would be Switch Pro. Okay, Switch Pro, is, Switch Pro is my number three. Then probably Splatoon 3 would be my number four, and a new Mario would be my number five. I'm okay with that. I think maybe I would... Like, I'm excited for Bayonetta 3. I don't know how... It's, it's hard to say how excited I am, because I need to see... Like, if She's it was small. more than Bayonetta 2, like, if they showed me it was just new Bayonetta, like, if it was mm-hmm. Astral Chain Bayonetta, like, a whole new thing, I'd be really excited for it. But if it's just, like, more Bayonetta... All I know is that this color scheme is purple because the first one was red. <laughs> the second one was blue. This one's going to be purple, which is kind of like a mix between blue and red, which is really interesting. All right. So I'll go Breath of the Wild, Switch Pro, Mario, Bayonetta, Splatoon. Okay. The reason that I can't be more excited about Splatoon is I need to see why new Splatoon is to be excited for. Okay. If it's literally more Splatoon, if it's just more of what we know, I don't even know if I'm going to like buy Like, I'm sure I'll get it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'll get it. But I'm not going to be like, like I was when Splatoon 2 came out. Remember, it was like one o'clock in the morning. I was like, why can't we download it? Because I wanted to play. Yeah, I remember. If it's that, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to be like, day one, I've got to play Splatoon because I can play Splatoon now. Mm -hmm. If it has an awesome story mode, more of that 3D platforming type stuff, 
maybe new co-op campaign stuff, new turf war things. It'd be fun. That's the type of stuff I'm like, I need them to kind of shake it up a bit. Um, I've said this for a while. I think Splatoon 2 is, I think Splatoon, the series is ripe for some Nintendo party games. Like give me Metroid Blast Ball in Splatoon. Mm. I'm there. Like that's the type of stuff I'm looking for. Like make it a little bit more fun, a little, not, not less competitive. You already have competitive Splatoon. Yeah, just shake it up a little bit. Add some arcadey fun to it and appease both audiences. Yeah. Now you've got me back. If they don't do that, then I'm going to, I might take like the, I'm going to call it the Kevin approach. I'll get it later. Like, you know, like kind of how he is with Mario, like with Mario Maker. He's like, "Ah, I'll get it when when the time's right. Okay. He also asks us, what is the one thing Nintendo could do next year that would get you most hyped? (laughs) Oh, man. I think probably giving us a humongous Animal Crossing bundle. Uh, Just, I mean, I know it's coming. And Animal Crossing will be my game of the year, period. I'm gonna <laughs> You're play already saying it now. No, no, no. I mean, like, I, I, it is it is one of those things that I will play for at least. What if it's like two. Pokemon? What if it's a disappointment? You can't mess up Pokemon. Or you can't mess up Animal oh, Crossing. Oh, they can. <laughs> it's possible. Animal Crossing formula is, like, why people buy Animal Crossing games. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think that they know what they know what people love. And, and they, they're going to keep at it. So... <sighs> Give me an amazing like switch light bundle with some collectible plush and stuff like that. The only other thing that I think that they could do next year that would make me more hyped is if Breath of the Wild Two came like holiday twenty twenty next year. It's not going to happen. No, but it's if not. it did, if it did, or Skyward Sword HD. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, so most hyped again. I hate sounding predictable, but it's Mario Golf. If we got a brand new Camelot super color trailer for Mario Golf, you're going to hear me scream like Caroline on Twitch. Like, I'm going to freak out. Mm -hmm. Um, Outside of that, though, to give you some new things, I'm really upset that Diablo 4 wasn't announced for Switch. Mm. After playing Diablo on Switch, I really liked it on Switch. I'd like to play it on Switch. If if they got an announcement that it's day and date on Switch, or it's even coming shortly thereafter, that would get me excited. Not like most hype, but that would get me hype. I've been saying this for a while. I want a Twilight Princess Wind Waker HD cartridge. Totally. I'm, I'm getting close to that point in time where I'm about to replay Wind Waker. I would like to replay it on Switch. Mm-hmm. That would be the place I'd like to play it on. Ideally, yeah. Yeah. A Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 HD release would get me really excited. Word. Mario, as, as I'm sitting here doing these games of the generation, the games of the decade list, like I think people have forgotten how great Mario Galaxy is. And was they're they're really amazing. You know, as people are like, we need to shake up the Mario formula. Like Galaxy shook up the Mario formula. Like that was really, really great. Yep. So those types of things, we're not going to get any like new Resident Evil or scary games. So that would do it for me. Um, I did write down here though. What are the games you're most looking forward to in 2020? Animal Crossing, Xenoblade remake, um, Sports Story. Uh, I'm still waiting on Mineko's Night Market, the adorable cat game. It's true. Uh, Bravely 2, I think is 2020 is what they said. Yep. Bayonetta 3 and the Rune Factory 4 remake and the Story of Seasons remake of Mineral Town. Uh, my 2020 most and looking Sean forward to are Persona 5 Strikers, Sports Story, No More Heroes 3, Dog Sled Game, Red Lantern. And Sukuna of Rice and Ruin. 
That's a good one. Add that to my list as well. The House of the Dead remakes. Remember, like, that port studio was supposed yeah. to be doing those? I really want to play those. Those are really great. Xenoblade Chronicles Remastered. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's such, a, it's such a great game. It's just, if you give it the UI that 2 has. If you give it the overhaul that 2 has, I'm really, really excited. Because that was, I'm not the JRPG fan that most was. That, that definitely not the JRPG fan that you are. Mm-hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles holds a special place for me because at the time when I had it, back in 2011, 2012. Oh, no. It came out in 2012 here. Yeah. I was working at a job, my entry-level job. I was making like 30 grand a year. Mm-hmm. I had my old Wii. I couldn't afford lots of games. I didn't have most systems. You know, this was like really before I got going on a lot of games. Sure. And I got Xenoblade Chronicles and I played it because it was all I had to play and I played a lot of it and loved it. Yeah. So I'm really excited to to kind of go back to it and see it in HD and all that. So Sure. It's going to be great. Animal Crossing Gods and Monsters. I forgot about that game. Which it's supposed to be early 2020, right? It got delayed. Okay, indefinitely. Well, indefinitely? Yeah, they were just like later. <laughs> the entire Ubisoft calendar just got delayed. All right. Well, I mean, I, we hadn't heard anything about it since E3, so I figured it was going to be... It was supposed had, to be February. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of a stretch for me anyway. But yeah, that that I like the Greek mythology look. Sure. I definitely play that game. Um, I'm probably getting this game on Switch now, having, having Stadia and everything now. The Stadia ports aren't as good. So, yeah. like, I, I can't say it's going to... It still might be better performance than Switch, but, like, if I'm going to play it on... 1080p 30 on Stadia or 720p 30 on Switch. I'll just get on Switch. I think streaming will get there. I think it's just not everybody's on board with it yet. I'd rather play it on my Switch on the go because, like, the Stadia thing on the go isn't as good yet. I'm not taking shots at Stadia. I'm just being honest about Stadia. Also, I was preparing to play this game via Uplay Plus, which also got delayed. Like, we don't know when that's coming to Stadia either. And based on Stadia's current track record, like, I'm not thinking it's going to be there, like, early. It's going to be a while. So I'm coming back around to Switch in this game now. I'm, like, starting to come all the way back full circle. I'm like, yeah, probably just going to get it for Switch. Google Stadia show on hiatus. (laughs) (laughs) Empire of Sin, which is, like, the XCOM mobster look that we saw at E3. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, a complete remaster of all of the Lego Star Wars games. Boy game. Those are fun. Uh, and Bayonetta 3. Those are on my my little looking forward to list in 2020, at least on Switch. There's also, I don't think it's coming to Switch, but it might be. I got to admit, I haven't followed as much. Mm-hmm. But isn't 2020 that, that Breath of the Wild clone game that everybody was like throwing PlayStations out the window and stuff for? Isn't it supposed to come out next year? The one that has like the little stamina wheel next to it too. Like I know the one that's a complete clone. It looks just like it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it's called, but yes, I think Genshin right. Impact is I don't what it's called. That. It's like on mobile. And I thought it was coming for Switch, but I know it's coming for PlayStation. Okay. And uh, I love Breath of the Wild. So yeah, if you I tell me your game is a clone of Breath of the Wild, homework. <laughs> even if people are like, it's a copy. Yeah, I, okay. I'll still play yeah. a copy of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it's it maybe good. a invitation, but it's like having a gourmet burger versus McDonald's. Better than no burger. <laughs> Some burger's yeah. better than no burger. So uh yeah, I'm still I'm still kind of every now and again I'll like Google that. I'm like, hey, where's that game at? Is it coming out soon? It's another one of mine, twenty twenty. <laughs> and John asks us, what are our Christmas holiday plans? Are you gonna play anything? Well, 
as you guys know, well, this is coming out. We've already been to Ireland. We've come back. Hopefully we haven't died on the plane. Drunk? That's my my worry right there. No, I'm not drunk. Christmas, we're spending it with my parents because last year we did Christmas at Brian's folks. So we will go see them after Christmas. So Christmas Day, we will be spending with my family. And then we're going to see Brian's family coming back, spending New Year's here, just chilling out. And uh, I'm back to work on January 2nd. Hmm. I've taken off the entire week for Christmas. And uh, we're going to my in-laws' cabin in the mountains because they've always, Mm -hmm. always, always wanted us to all wake up and have Christmas together. So I'm giving that to my in-laws this year we're going to take all of our presents up there i do have a few switch games on my christmas list that i'm hoping it gets picked up most notably i would like to try deadly premonition they have that collector's edition that came out i've never played it when it came out everybody said i'd like it i watched reviews on it i stand by the reviews that say it's terrible i've liked bad games before (laughs) that doesn't necessarily mean anything good or bad i don't want to buy it but if somebody will buy it for me, I will happily give it a try. So I'm hoping that might be under the tree. I'm also mm-hmm. hoping Ring Fit Adventure might be under the tree. I'm definitely fat. Need to lose some weight. Like maybe somebody gets me that. Oh, I've totally missed the thing of going to play anything. I'm going to play anything that I will allow myself to play when I have downtime. But the traveling really Sound takes like it out of me. You're going to be on the move a lot. I'm going to be traveling a lot. And I just, when I travel, I end up sleeping a lot. So it's not going to be uncommon for me to go to bed and sleep like 12, 13 hours afterwards. I'm just that kind of person. Gotcha. Um, Yeah, so I'm hoping those are under the tree. If not, um, I'm going to take my Chromebook with me and maybe I'm like, I'm playing Darksiders. Like right now, I'm right now. So I haven't talked about this on the show or the show we just read previously. I'm not playing a lot of Switch games. Right now I'm playing Star Wars and I'm playing Darksiders. Those are the two games I'm juggling. So I'm trying to get through those. So if, uh, if I don't get any of those new Switch games, I'll definitely be finishing Star Wars and hopefully finishing Darksiders on Stadia. So that's what I'll be looking forward to play. Kevin wants to know, what would you get each staffer of PSVG for Secret Santa? And why? Now, this is the part where I have to look up everybody that's part of PSVG because I guarantee I'll forget somebody like I always do. I forget somebody. (laughs) Jason, I would get some beer. Kevin, I would get like an earthbound plushie of something. Beer for Jason's Um, good. Donnie, I would get... Hmm. Jeez. I don't know. I would get you... Like you're crazy about eShop gift cards. You're always buying things on the eShop. So I'd probably get you an eShop gift card. I like that. That's good. Uh, a little Kyle? generic. I was hoping for a little more personal taste, but sure, whatever. Oh. Plushies for Kevin. Good beer for Jason. Give me just a digital gift card. Who cares? What? Just what do you want? No, that's no, fine. Apparently, totally <laughs> fine. Just whatever. I get gift cards a lot. Just your people. co-host of all people just here. Just whatever. Okay. Well, do you want something Zelda? Do you want something golf story related? Do you want the golf story huge edition that they had? At I do want that collector's edition. After seeing sports story, I've even looked into it. I'm like, oh, I should have got you the collector's dollars now. It was a, it was a couple hundred dollars to start because they had the NES collector's cart, you know, the gal. When my Amazon points come in, I might start looking around. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Josh, I would probably get you, um, I feel like the like apt answer is a Kickstarter board game or something. There was yeah, that good. Kickstarter board game that was coming out recently that I was thinking about. But then I was also thinking about the story that he to- told on DLC. And I'd probably just like get him a carpet renovation or something because of that whole waterfall story that he told with the hooker. And I feel like he probably needs new carpet in that area. Uh, Some Stan- Stanley Steamer credit. 
Coach Mo, I would get you some, I would get you some earplugs and some baby stuff because you're going to be needing it, dude. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, you keep going because I'm, I'm looking down. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to throw a little shade here and it's meant to be joking, but seriously, I'm going to get Kevin and Luke some coal. <laughs> right. So, um, earlier this year about they are so so i say this lovingly but but also serious i'm not i'm not trying to like soften what i'm going to say i'm saying it lovingly but also seriously they are great at hating on everything they really are they just hate you listen to their game awards show it's just left and right hatreds on this hatred it's like they're it's like they're never excited or i listened to flux depose like two weeks ago Mm-hmm. Where Lucas had just watched the, um, oh God, the movie, the Free Solo movie. Have you seen that yet? The documentary, Free Solo? I haven't seen it, but yeah. Where he completely hated on the guy for, for the mountain. He was like, I guess this is what we're doing now in society. We're praising people that walk up mountains. We ain't got better things to do. I'm like, he climbed a freaking mountain with no rope. With his bare hands and like he isn't dead. <laughs> and I understand what he's trying to say. I really do. I get it. He's like, you know. I think ultimately his point was kind of, we have all kinds of things to do in society. Like, this is what we're doing. Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. But at the same time, it's like you have to honor the human spirit at some point. Like, even if you don't like the guy, even though the guy is the biggest douche in the world, he completely climbed thousands of feet with no rope or anything. It's pretty amazing. I'm the biggest cynic. Like I said in the show that we just recorded, I go outside for 15 minutes in traffic and I'm like, I hate people. There's too many people in the world. Let's just like have some sort of genocide. We need another world war. Please, please. Time to thin the herd. But see, I mean, I don't like, like I normally, things like that that are super emotional and spiritual, I cry at, right? I'm not like a complete grinch. Kevin, Kevin, I'm, I'm convinced at this point in life Kevin is only excited about Animal Crossing, Pikmin, Earthbound? about Earthbound, and like what's the um, the crazy roll game that you guys play where you roll the ball? Okay, That's it. Like if you're not one of these crazy weird games, he has something critical or hatred. No, like he's just not excited no, no. about anything. He's just nothing gets them anymore. So I'm getting them some coal and then maybe like some sour patches, you know, because right, they're well, like they're the sour first, the bottom, but then they're sweet. I don't want my earthbound plushie to get all dirty. <laughs> some some coal and some sour patches. Uh, beer for Flex A is great. I would also look, like, there's so many times where I listen to Jason. Um, we all know how he can be, right? Just so badly just want to drop like $100 of like eShop money into his hands. Oh, yeah, Just for be sure. like, dude, dude, just go nuts. Like, go get anything Sometimes you want. Sometimes I feel like Jason just needs like the biggest hug and like yeah. time away from kiddo. Like, I know he loves his son, right? Sure. But we all I feel need like- a break. Jason time. Yeah. I think Kyle, without I'm gonna I'm gonna word this a little differently than you. The thing that I would always love to give Kyle would actually be PSN credit, only because I can't gift him like DLC. So there's mm-hmm. all kinds of DLC, like Blood and Truth has got DLC, we just got Beat Saber DLC, like all right. this kind of stuff. I would like to just get Kyle and plan all that type of stuff. Okay. Um Josh, I want to get him the Darksiders board game that came out with that like super oh, ultimate big, nice edition. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um Haley, we need to get her a visa for America. Because I just yeah. sent her her shirt. Do you realize that I had to fill out a form? I don't, I don't even want to know the shipping for that. I had to fill out a form, let alone the shipping. I had to I fill know. out a separate form. I feel bad for Just everybody. to mail her something. I, I buy things from Singapore and Indonesia all the time. 
the cute things and i feel bad for the people that do have to fill all that stuff they out. made me they pulled me out of line they were like sir yeah we understand you've been waiting here the whole time but we need you to fill out a form to send something to canada i was like what and they were like you know terrorism stuff i was like what <laughs> yeah from canada <laughs> to, to canada <laughs> the prime minister is gonna pull one over on us um what are we gonna get dev because this is super troll area right here okay <laughs> I think we should get Dev Xenoblade Chronicles 2. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think we should get Dev um, a sign that says it's time to move on from Destiny 2. We need him a Destiny, like, yeah, like, we need to get an intervention or something. Like, he's got to play something else at some point, right? You've got to play something else. Bless. I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing. I don't know what to get, Coach. Like, a maybe a gym membership? Like, he has everything like he could that. want. He's got eight Elite 2 controllers and eight Xboxes and four and has, VRs like, and two Switches. He's in Pass for Disney World, and they go to Disney World all he's the time. He's got, like, his own he, awesome custom car that he bought and built himself. Like he has everything. And, he has the world. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know what's in. Like, I, I just get him some peace of mind, buy him, like, nap time. I have no idea. Um, let's see here. Justin? <laughs> oh, yeah. Justin. Hmm. The things that I know about Justin since he basically stopped podcasting. Um, right. He well, likes he, he likes he DLC. Needs- he likes having a good time. He likes sunglasses and Call of Duty. That's basically what I've got for him. I feel like he needs some good sleep, too, because That's of baby. Um, and probably... Just a uh, hotel room? Like a day off in a hotel room? Yeah, That's something the thing like I that. always dangle for Melissa. I'm like, one day I'm just going to get you a hotel and be like, just go away. Like, don't yeah. tell anybody. Just take off work and just go to a hotel, like a spa. I just want to. I just, just want to. I want to go get a massage. Like yeah. A massage. Yeah. Yep. That's good. Uh, um, Seth, I think we need to get him a sign that says, "I'm actually being sarcastic," because sometimes it never comes across as that. I love Seth's driving humor. I know. I know. Uh, Seth needs Luigi's Mansion. He needs Crash Team Racing. Um, all the great family fun games. Um, he needs to play all those. Crash Team Racing being the most. What are we going to get Delvin? Ooh, Delvin. Mm. I feel like Delvin, like Delvin's podcast in general and his voice lends itself to like this amazing, I feel like Delvin needs his own like jazz radio station show. Does that make sense? I like Like, that. I just, I like, I feel like Delvin would go perfectly with like a super smooth jazz, like backtracking at all times. I like that. I like that. That's good. And the only other thing that we need left uh, is uh, my co-host, Nathan. Nathan. Nathan, better, Nathan needs a better, time. A better Xbox design? I is love the new Xbox. The Xbox. No, like, we both like it. You don't like it? I'm just so here's joking. the thing. I, don't, I know you're joking. So I don't think people hate. can... I don't think you are allowed to like the GameCube and hate the Xbox. Well, that, that's just it. There's so much hate going on for it. <laughs> And people are like, at what point do we just not call it a PC tower? Like, why do you even make this anymore? Because all the games are on PC anyway. That's true. Um, you realize it's like smaller than it. Like, it's smaller than oh, it yeah, looks. Oh, yeah, I know. It's not this big. Yeah, it's not, this big. It's not that yeah. bad at all. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, it's like this. You know, yeah. but it's not. It's little. Yeah. It's not too bad. Um, Nathan needs time. I don't know how you give time, but that's what he needs. He needs time. He needs time to play Let games and just I times away. Too. What about me? What are you getting me? Ooh. Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh, okay. Just gonna send you Dragon Quest Eleven. At least I have like a personable. What about, what about gift? Xenoblade Three? 
Or I could I could talk about a lot of statues and stuff, but it's not family appropriate show. I can't can't say stuff. Can't can't talk about that. Can't detail that stuff. And oh dear. Yep, yep, yep. Um, what do we want to see here? Uh, Ryan, Did you say Jared. I'm sorry, Jared. Jared. Did we? Kind of intelligent. You know, he owes me some logos, and he was really gung ho about it. And he was he was writing me all these messages like I'm gonna do this and do that. It's cool. And I was like, that's awesome, man. I'm excited. Thanks. And then I wrote him like a month later. I was like, have you done anything? He was like, and his response literally was, I'm working for Sean right now. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, It's okay. I get the designer issues. Like, yeah, I know that. I know that. I have no idea what to, what to get Jared. Jared, I'll get you. I wouldn't dare uh, get anybody any Stadia games. (laughs) A year, a year of Adobe Creative Cloud because. Oh, that's good. Yep. That's great. All right, let's see here. Um, if Santa really knew you, what gaming-related gift would he leave for you? That's the first question from Ryan Craig. Gaming-related gift. He would leave me $20,000 so I could buy wow. fill out the rest of my gaming and figure collection. Santa baby. I need. Jeez. I don't know. I've already bought everything. <laughs> I have all the games that I need. Gaming-related is hard. Um... He just buy me my next Xbox. Like I just have a like a pre order for it. It's like it's done. You're good. Yeah, that'd be great. Because I'm saving for it. I got my little bucket. I'm up to two sixty. I have two six. I've been putting away twenty dollars paycheck hmm. since E3. I'm up to about two hundred sixty dollars for the next Xbox. So I'm getting there. Uh, and then the second one that was now, if you were a video game character, what would you want from Santa? What would I want from Santa? If, if you were, were Link, Santa. what would you want from Zelda or from Santa from Zelda? If I were a video game character, I would be Midna from Twilight Princess, and I would want to way back through the mirror. That's so touching and real. And But she did that. I feel like Link would appreciate it more because Link was heartbroken that she did it. Sure. Hmm. What would Mario want? Like a new girlfriend? Height. That's good. Height's good. I was thinking of like just peace of mind. He just gets a new princess. He's like, I'm tired of chasing constantly after you like bowser you can have her that'd be hilarious <laughs> um brody s10 wants to know what do you think nintendo's approach should be going into next gen with the switch what do we think approach should be next gen going we got xbox we got power we got 16 teraflops and playstations focus on on family games because that's kind of what you're there for and and focus on your first parties because people keep buying nintendo for the first party games that they can't get anywhere else yeah i, I think I you're think they, i think they need to up the you know the quality i think you know this day and age hdmi leaves things to be desired you know people have got 4k tvs and would like to see things in 4k but you know don't Slip by the wayside on those kinds of things. Yeah, because we're still in a, in some instances we're still in 720p, 900p land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Brody. I mean, the answer, like I think your answer is basically the only answer they have until they release new iteration hardware, which is probably the answer that they yeah. need new hardware. It doesn't need to be next fall. Like it can be after that. They, like they they have enough games to get them past the launch. But you give you give X or Series X and PS5 a year or more headway and you're going to start losing some market share. Like they've got to stay somewhat competitive 
Mm-hmm. The only way you do that is you've got to crank out, you've got to up the ante on, on games that you're releasing. You got to get back to 3DS version where you got Pokemon, you got Zelda, and a Mario game. It's all coming yeah. out every year. All um, first parties. And they, they, they need to do, they need a new iteration of the Switch. They're going to need a, a higher, a more capable type system. And then you start running into all kinds of scaling issues with the light and the OG and what it can be done and all that. But I, I think they need to do something like that too. And I think that's their approach. Their approach is more of a mobile, everybody will keep upgrading every other year type of yeah. thing. I think that's what they're looking at. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then uh, I think we've already answered this question, but the last question we had from Kyle the Pug, not closing out. 2019 because we'll have another show before then but at least through christmas what's your prediction for the release date on breath of the wild sequel um q1 q2 at the latest 2021 yeah i think if they have issues it could get delayed into q2 maybe even q4 to be honest with you but i think the goal is to take the breath of the wild engine that they have and they have a game on its anniversary in march 2021 Mm-hmm. I think that's the goal. I think that's the working goal right now. Whether they hit that goal or not, the last time they had a goal, they missed it by years. So yeah. who knows? <laughs> but I, I think they've got Monolith. They have tons of people working on it. Like you mm-hmm. know, I, and they already have the engine. They already have the assets. So, the models. That yeah, look this like isn't the lift. This isn't go. the same lift. You know, they've already balanced. They already have the systems. They already have that. The engine works. They already have that. That was the big lift last time. Is they yep. created a game, brand new engine that no other game is like. You know, there are similar games, but there's no game with with gravity and wind, metal and and all the and electricity yeah. and yeah. Con- yeah, all that stuff. Like none of that, no other game has that. So that engine's done. So this shouldn't be the lift that that was. And like I said, E3, I think they've been working on it. I don't think the announcement was like, "Hey, we're working on it." It's not like Star Fox. Oh yeah, they were it's, working on it before the it announcement. Said it's now in development. It's been in development. It's been probably, in development. Probably, if I had to guess, since early 2018. I think a lot of people speculated. I think I would count myself as one of those. I think they were probably working on DLC, and they probably realized we can make a new game. Yep. And I think that's what happened. And I yep. think that's what they've been doing. I agree. So. Yeah, I think it'll be very much it's breath all of the, the dollar signs. Yeah, and it's gonna be just like Splatoon two, where we all talked about it was a kind of like Splatoon one and a half. Yeah, I think Breath of the Wild might be Breath of the Wild one and a half, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. Like, if that's the case, it's I'm gonna buy it. I you know I'm gonna buy the biggest version, and you can prepare yourself now, all, all of you Shack listeners. I guarantee you. I mean, this is gonna happen probably no matter what. There's no topping Breath of the Wild. The the bar. No is so no. high that when it whenever it comes out it will not meet somebody's expectation. No. It will not redefine Zelda. It will not it'll be more of what we know. It may or may not be as long as what we know. Like we don't know the content level. I guarantee you like Breath of the Wild 10 out of 10s everywhere. Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be like 8 out of 10 and they're going to talk about all yeah. the things it doesn't do. Sure. So that's going to happen. You know, don't let that I think like, Breath of the Wild 2 is literally just there for story epilogue. Yeah, 100%. I'm thinking Majora's Mask to Ocarina. Throwing us a bone. That's where we are. Yep. And getting a great new exclusive out there. And taking a couple years to to build out some stuff. But yeah, it's going to be big, like huge DLC expansion type stuff. Yeah. Yep. That's where I'm thinking. All right, Shackers, that'll do it for us through Christmas. So we're recording this, uh, I don't even know what, when is the date? 17th? December 17th. So we've been off for over a week now. We're hoping you and your families are enjoying your Christmas. I know 
I will be trying my best to do so as well. And so will Carolina. She jettisons off around the world. Mrs. Worldwide. Yeah. (laughs) See how this goes. I'm uh, terrified, but you know. I'm excited. I'm really, really looking forward to Christmas and what's under the tree and screwing like all my all my kids got all the gifts. I got Jack's got several switch things under the tree and all kinds of stuff like that. I don't like getting gifts, so I mean I like just I get myself stuff and that's all I have to worry about and getting got, gifts makes me feel guilty. I got my 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 brother and sister in law a bunch of Wii U stuff for the Wii U that I sent mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So I got a Breath of the Wild, a set of amiibo cards, got yeah. a Splatoon. Got them uh, Mario Kart, which they don't have. Yeah. So I got them a bunch of that stuff. I'm excited to see all the kids open that up. They, they all have Pokemon cards. Jack's got games. Victoria's got a tablet. So I get so much joy out of spoiling all the kids at Christmas. I get a lot, sure. a lot of fun from that. So that's what I will be doing. And uh, yeah, I hope you all are doing the same. Mm-hmm. So that'll do it for us, um, Shackers. Uh, Christmas, so it's 25th. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the calendar. Yeah. Like we'll be back New Year's Eve, and that's if we can record on New Year's Eve, or we'll see. We may do it on the thirtieth. We may do it on the thirtieth. And if we can't, like this might be the last show of twenty twenty. Is ultimately what I'm trying to say. Like it, it might be. It's possible. Yeah. Who knows? It might be. So if we don't we'll hear try. from you uh, again this year, see you next year. Yeah, we'll be here. Good night, Cooplings. All right. Bye. This is Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening, and I forgot the line already. What?